Listen, happy Saturday. <laughs> Say God lives on Saturday too. Good morning everyone on Facebook around the world. We welcome you to our service in beautiful sunny South Orange County. Come on out whenever you're here. And just an announcement, uh, we're going to have Brother Terry Mize with us in two weeks and Sister Renee Mize. And Sister Renee used to work at John Osteen's church, Lakewood Church, back in the day. And um, Terry Mize has been in ministry over 50 years now. So we have a general in the faith that's going to be with us and his beloved wife, and they're going to be such a blessing to us, and that's July 11th, so just mark that on your calendars to be with us, if you will. Uh, yeah, it's a powerful man in God, and he's going to impart to us, so uh, be ready. Amen, amen. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered, you're here in our midst. Feel free to dwell amongst us, Lord. Amen. One touch and one revelation from heaven can change our course, can change our lives forever. Lord, give us fresh manna, fresh wisdom, fresh revelation from your word today. Speak through my lips. Please let it go forth unchecked and unhindered. Use me, Lord. We bless you, Father. <laughs> glory, glory. Let's just give them some praises. Thank you, Lord. We welcome you in. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. You're the teacher. We give you all the praises, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And if you agree with that, say amen. amen. We're going to start, uh, we'll take up our offering before we get into it, but if you'd like to turn to Haggai 2 with me, I'd like to leave, uh, read Haggai 2 first, build our faith to receive, amen? <laughs> I always build my faith before I give, how about you? Because giving always comes with receiving in the Bible, did you know that? Yes. <laughs> amen, giving always comes with receiving in the Bible, you can't separate the two. So Haggai 2.6 says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, that's Lord of Seboeth, literally all the angels of heaven, heaven's armies, once more it is a little while, and I will shake heaven and earth. Well, have we seen the earth been shaken recently? Oh, yeah. I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land. And just note this in your spirit, that the enemy always makes his move first before the Lord does. Because he can see in the spirit realm and he knows what's coming. So uh, the bigger the battle, the bigger the breakthrough. God's coming in uh, mightily in these last days. And I believe every Christian feels that in their spirit. Uh, the devil always throws his best shot before God breaks through. Like the bright morning sun he is. Amen. And he's going to come shining through. We're going to see works done by him that the world's never seen. And we get to be a part of it. Say amen someone. He says, I will shake heaven and earth. You'll see my hand now. The sea and the dry land and I will shake all the nations. And they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple. Say this temple. This temple. With glory, says the Lord of hosts, Sabaoth. In verse 8, the silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. And the glory, that's the presence of God, the power of God, and the goodness and the wealth of God, of this latter temple shall be greater than of the former. And how many of you know we're the temple of the Lord? Individually and collectively. Amen. So you're going to have more glory than any man who's ever lived, the Bible's saying. Amen? Amen. Praise God for that one. The glory of this latter house or temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, shalom, nothing missing and nothing broken. Amen? Amen. I have good news that the devil took something from you. The Bible says you're entitled sevenfold. Amen? Amen? Once you know that promise, you just got too expensive for the devil to mess with. Amen? <laughs> You know, jobs, some clients have bowed out in my business, and I just say, up oh, uh, due to COVID-19, which is from the enemy's camp, sickness and disease, God doesn't have it to work with. Well, that's sevenfold in Jesus' name. If it was a 3,000 gig, now it's 21 grand that's coming back to me, amen? 
That's called just getting too expensive for the devil to mess with. Amen? So you have to know your rights and your will and testament as a Christian. Amen? To put the devil on the run. Amen? Say, it's coming in. Say, sevenfold. What the devil took from me. The years I've lost. The wealth I've lost. Or the health I've lost. Is coming back to me today. Sevenfold. In Jesus' name. Say, I know my rights. I'm a blood-washed citizen of heaven. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now go with me to Malachi. Malachi 3, if you will. These are just my favorite verses on giving and receiving. And I always meditate on these verses. They're just in me now. To build my faith to receive. Amen. Malachi 3 says, Will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. Yet you say, In what way have we robbed you, Father? In tithes and offerings. Notice there's two types of giving here in Malachi. And there's, three t- there's four types of giving overall in the Bible, if you want to write them down. There's the almsgiving, which we give to the poor. There's the first fruits offering, which the Lord directs where to plant that. There's the seed or the offering, as mentioned here. And then there's the tithe, which belongs to the local church. So there's four types of giving throughout the Bible. Here we have two of them. Bring all the tithes, it says, sorry, verse 8, in tithes and offerings. So the tithe is 10%. The tithe works on the behalf of the tither. It puts you in connection, financial connection with heaven, with God. And then offerings, which is seed sowing. Verse 9, and again, the offerings and the seed are up to where the Lord directs it as well. And where you're feeling led to plant it. Verse 9, you are cursed with a curse. You have robbed me from the tithe. The tithe belongs to God. 10% on every dollar. We're faithful to do that. Amen. And we've seen ourselves and everyone we know who tithes increase and increase throughout the years because they're tithers, because they're faithful to give 10% on every dollar to their local church. Amen. Again, the tithe belongs to the local church, his storehouse. Bring all the tithes, it says, into the storehouse. That's God's house. That there may be food in my house, the church. And try me now in this. The only verse in the Bible God asks us to try him in is in tithing our tithe. Amen. And we do it as an act of worship. We just don't throw, uh, you know, thousand bucks here, five hundred there, hundred there, whatever it is, ten bucks here, whatever our ten percent is, into a bucket. We worship him with it. Amen. Hallelujah. We say thank you, Lord, that we're yeah. tithers. We have tithers' rights. Yeah. And the windows of heaven, as you promised right here in Malachi, is promised to us. And you rebuke Satan, the devourer, for our sakes. So harvest come in now in Jesus' name. That's what we say when we tithe. Amen. And the Lord has increased us more and more. That there may be food in my house, and try me now, says the Lord, in this, the tithe, 10%. If I will not, and there's that word, Lord of hosts again, the Lord of, of heaven's army, Seboah. You have all of heaven backing the tither. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven, how's he going to open it? With an innumerable company of angels upon the earth. And pour out for you such blessings, hey, such blessings, blessing. that there will not be room enough to receive it. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Say, the overflow, the overflow is welcomed in my life. In my life. Say, I live, on top of the barrel. I live on top of the barrel. I have excess, I have excess. and overflow, overflow to be a blessing to others. Blessing. Say, I lack no good thing. No good in Jesus' name. And verse 11, part of the tither's promise, and I, God himself, will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, your business, your job, your employment, what you do, what you put your hands to, or your mind. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. That's your business or your job, amen? Or whatever you're doing. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Never, never fail, amen? Say, I have the best business I've ever had. (laughs) Amen. I say, everything I put my hand to prospers me. 
Says the Lord of hosts, again, lords of heaven's armies again. And all nations will call you blessed. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. All nations call the U.S. blessed. For you will be a delightful land. Say, we're a delightful land. Again, says the Lord of hosts, the lords of heaven's armies. And again, go with me to 2 Corinthians 9. And these are just, again, my favorite verses on giving and receiving. These are the ones the Lord gave me to work, and they work for me. Amen? And they'll work for anybody who works them, and they won't work for anyone who don't work, who don't work them. Amen? So 2 Corinthians 9. We'll just start in 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, do you? This is the good news, the gospel to the poor he speaks of. He says, preach this verse to the poor. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Well, that's good news to the poor, ain't it? That's good news to anyone, ain't it? Amen? That's the gospel. Gospel literally means good news. Amen? And Jesus commissioned us to preach it to the poor. What's good news to the poor? That you don't have to be poor no more. Jesus took it so you don't have to bear it. Amen? Amen. Say, I'm rich. Amen. Say, I reign as a king in this life. Amen. By one, Jesus Christ. And this is a verse the Lord gave me in Whole Foods. And I sowed my way out of Whole Foods into my own business. Amen? Amen. And it's flourished ever since because I continue to work this verse. Amen? Amen. Praise God forevermore. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says, And this is the verse after meditating and working it for a couple years, that the Lord said, Teach my people how to give. He didn't say teach my people to give. He said teach my people how to give. Amen? Amen. And there's a difference. And this is how you give. This is a great verse. Paul the Apostle is talking about money here. Amen? Verse 6, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But this I say, Paul the Apostle, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. But he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So that each one gives as he purposes in his heart. There it is. Never give under compulsion or pressure or by a television evangelist. (laughs) Let each one give as he purposes in his own heart. So this is what you make up before you go into a service, before you hear the word of God. Before I listen to Joel Osteen, before I listen to someone, Jesse the Planets, anyone on there, I'm already communing with him, what can I sow into this offering, amen? Because giving always comes with receiving. And if I receive something, the Bible instructs me to give something, amen? I'm blessed to be a blessing. And he blesses us to be a blessing. Amen. Bountifully, he will also reap bountifully. Say, I'm a bountiful reaper. Say, I'm getting really good at reaping. Amen. God needs you rich on the earth. Amen. To be a living testimony to the lost. Amen. Blessed in every area of your life. Finances, body, family, relationships, business, every area. Verse 7 says, So let each one give as he purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. So you got to meditate the word to get yourself in a place to be a cheerful giver. Amen? Amen. And God is able, say God is able. able. God is able able to make all grace abound toward you. Say it's coming toward me right now. That you always having, say always having. All sufficiency, say all sufficiency. See, there's no lack in this verse. There's no lack in this word. Amen? There's no lack to the giver. Amen? having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance. And I don't care if you sow here or elsewhere. I'm just giving you the principles because I'm instructed to. Amen? Praise God forevermore. Follow the Holy Ghost on where to get. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things. Say things. See, it's good to have things. May have an abundance. Say have an abundance. 
Well, that's no lack. That's an abundance. That's overflow. Amen? For every good work, any good work you want to do, plant a church, go on a mission trip, give to the poor, sow a seed, any good work you'll have an abundance to do. This is promised to the sower. Amen? May have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he is dispersed abroad. He's given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now verse 10. And whenever I look at the clock, I see 9.10. And the Lord's always instructing me and bringing me back here. Verse 9.10. 2 Corinthians 9.10. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower, that's Jesus, the ultimate sower, the ultimate farmer. Amen? Now may he who supplies seed, say I have seed, to the sower, and bread for food, say all my needs are met, will supply and multiply the seeds you have, and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all freedom. You want to take a trip? Go take a trip. Amen. You're enriched in everything to all freedom. That's promised to the giver. Amen. Hallelujah. Just call it in. Say, hey, I may not have the harvest in my bank account right now, but I'm due in due season. I'm calling it in. If I'm a sower, I have a ledger now. I sow seed and I times it by 100, and that's my new bank account. That's my heavenly storehouse. Paul promised me. I say, Lord, I'm withdrawing from my bank account today. We had something on our car, you know, that needed to be fixed, and the estimate was 4,800, and I said, it was 58, and I got it for 48. You know, never pay retail, you know? And I said, Lord, I'm, so, I'm a sower of seed, and I know my harvest. I have the ledger right here. A hundredfold on all my seed throughout all these years I've been given. Say, I, I would draw that amount from my heavenly storehouse. Amen. And to almost to the dot, to the, the amount, the Lord brought in double before that bill was due. Amen. He did it. Amen. Just because I'm a sower of seed. And that brings you good confidence. Amen. Being a tither and a sower. You just know what's in your account. Amen. You know what's in your earthly bank account. You should know what's in your heavenly storehouse. Amen. And that's where you withdraw from. Because when the economy changes, that economy never changes. You're due a harvest, amen? You're due your harvest, amen? And you have to call it in. See, the farmer not only plants seed systematically, but he also brings his whole family out during harvest time and goes and reaps the grapes. Goes and reaps the crops, amen? So harvest is work too. And sometimes it's harder work than sowing. Amen? I've been working my butt off, amen? But that's how the harvest has been coming in, Amen? And he provided double before that bill was ever due. Double. Double for your trouble. Amen? You just keep calling in your harvest. Say, harvest, you're due to me now. And I call you in. In Jesus' name. Off of every seed I've ever sown, Father, into your work and into the gospel, I call in a hundredfold. In Jesus' name. Say, it's on the way to me. Say it's on the way. And say that every day. My harvest is coming to me now. The Bible promises me all grace is abounding to me today. Today's a good day. Today's a blessing day. Amen. All grace abounds to me today. What's the, he's already gone ahead of you. Amen. He's already knows the cost. He already knew the number the, the mechanic was going to give me. Amen? Amen. He's already in your future. Amen. Every day is numbered. Amen. So he already, has, he already knows what you need before you even ask him. Amen. He lives ahead of us. Praise God. And the Holy Ghost will show us things to come. You just have to call it in and put it in our sickle, the tongue, and call it in. A sharp threshing instrument, Isaiah says. Put in the sickle, reap your harvest. Amen? Harvest is coming to me today, every day. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Thank you very much. I will lack no good thing. Amen? That's your sickle. That's your tongue. And that's how you call it in your harvest. Amen? Amen. So we sow seeds in faith, and we reap them in faith. Lord, I call it in. 
Heaven's armies, the angels that are among us right now, are going out there to the world to bring us clients, to bring us money, to bring us your harvest. Amen? And there's a multiple ways he can do it. So never limit God. Amen? And when you get blessed, just keep doing what he says. Amen? As we've been blessed, we give more. And we'll continue to give more. Amen? That way he sees we're faithful. Amen? And he'll faithfully continue to increase you. Uh, Psalms 115.14 says, The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children. You are blessed. That word blessed in Hebrew literally means empowered to prosper. Of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Say, I'm in covenant with the maker of heaven and earth. (laughs) Say, Lord, show me things to come. Amen. Keep your eyes on the prize. Amen. So with my ledger, I don't keep my eyes on what I've sown. I keep my eyes on what's coming to me. Amen. And that's how you'll live free from the cares of this world. And from financial strain. No, I already got it in my storehouse. It's just a matter of calling it in. And God is always faithful to bringing it on time. He's always on time. Amen. He's perfect. Never misses a beat. He's always ahead of me and you. Amen. Say he's always on time. Say God keeps perfect tempo. And I just endeavor to keep up. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And increase the fruits of your righteousness while you're enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. See, God gets great pleasure out of you reaping your harvest, you using our authority and calling it in. Amen. Amen. Father God, we just pray over our offering today and everyone online. We bless them. We bless their finances. We thank you, Lord. We stand them in this ministry on a hundredfold return on every single dollar that comes in. And whether the people have received it or not or yet, I know it's on the way. Father God, we thank you for the harvest, that your people flourish in famine, that the world's, when the world's troubled, your people rejoice the most, and you just show off big time during those seasons. Thank you so much for increasing us more and more, us and our children. See, if you're a tither, if you're a sower, your children's children are blessed, the Bible says. So Father, we give you praises and thank you for it, that your word works that it never fails. Thank you, Father, for seed, time, and harvest. And some are traditionally harvest, according to Proverbs. So just say again, harvest, I reap you now. Say it's harvest time. (laughs) And I reap my harvest. In Jesus' name. And I expect testimonies. I've received testimonies every time you preach the word on prosperity. There's always testimonies that come back on prosperity. Amen? So I expect testimonies on your increase. Amen? And I'll be sure to share mine as well. Because I know it's coming. Amen? Praise God forevermore. So don't be afraid to share your testimony when it comes in as well. Amen, amen. Let's get right into it. The title of this message is What It Means to Live by Faith. What it means to live by faith. The word faith in the, in the entire Bible is mentioned 231 times. Only twice in the Old Testament. All the other times are in the New Testament. So God really wants us to get this. What it really means to live by faith. Uh, Habakkuk 2.4 is our foundational scripture. That's where it's mentioned first if you want to turn there. Habakkuk. That's the place in your Bible where your pages are probably stuck together. <laughs> Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Haggai. Let me know who finds it first. Found it. (laughs) Anybody else? Habakkuk 2. Like I said last week, it's nice to have a a good old piece of of genuine leather here at the ranch, amen, to actually hold. 
Phones are great, but I just prefer a piece of bound leather. How about you? Amen? You can write in it. You can use it. It's just great to hold. I love the Word of God. So uh, Habakkuk 2.4 says this. Habakkuk 2.4, and this is the first place it's mentioned. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him. You're going to have to guard against pride to flourish. Amen? He gives more grace to the humble, but the proud he resists, the Bible says. Pride is a killer of the blessing. His soul is not upright in him. Behold, he is proud. But the just, say the just, just. say that's me, me. shall live by his faith. And Romans says God has measured to each man the measure of faith. Every Christian, when they get born again, has been given the God kind of faith, the measure of faith distributed. Not one person got more than another because the Bible says he's not a respecter of persons. Some people just use it better than others and grow it better. Amen? It's like some people are better gardeners. They've just practiced. They've developed a green thumb. Amen? So you have to use your faith he's given you. But the Bible says everyone in the, in the body of Christ has been given the single measure of faith. And it's up for us to grow it. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So the more you hear, the more your faith will grow. Amen? And then God expects us to live by that. So here's the first time. The just, the righteous shall live by his faith. Say, I'm living by faith right now. That's what the Bible says. The truth says you're living by. Amen? Not by your job, not by the work of your hand even, but by your faith. See, your faith will produce your job. Your faith will produce the work of your hand. Amen? But the Bible says you live by faith. Jesus used the word faith in the Gospels 33 times. He was a faith preacher. And Paul says he was a faith preacher. And then he says about his whole bunch around him that we were faith preachers. This is the message of faith which we preach. The word of faith we preach, he said. Amen? Jesus spoke more on faith than any other subject. Amen? So did Paul the Apostle. They were faith preachers. Amen? So there ain't nothing wrong with faith preachers because the Bible says that's how you live. is by faith. Now go with me to Romans 1.17 in the New Testament. Romans 1.17. Oh, we're active this morning. This is good for us. Find scriptures. I hope you do this every day. Lord, show me the scripture for today. Lead me in your word, Holy Spirit, today. Don't just go on a reading plan. Confer with the Holy Ghost who's in you. Amen. And he'll lead you into the verse for the day. Amen. You need a new verse for each day. Amen. A new verse for each battle. Amen. New verse for each giant. David took up five stones, but he only used one to slew Goliath, to slay him. Amen. But you need a new verse for each day. Romans 1.17 says, For in it, it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Say, he's taking me. From faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Here's Paul the Apostle referencing Habakkuk 2.4. Now go with me to Galatians 3.11. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. That's how I remember where it is. Galatians 3.11. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Seems pretty important. It's already here three times. Now let's go to Hebrews 10.38. Hebrews 10.38 says, guess what? Now the just shall live by faith. That's four times the Lord put the same phrase in the Bible. The same verse for us. Amen? Four times. 
And 2 Corinthians 13.1 says, In the mouth of two or three witnesses will every word be established. See, if you get a new revelation, you better check it up with the Word of God. And if it's not in there two or three times, dismiss it. That's how doctrine is formed, in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Amen? In the mouth of two or three witnesses will every word be established. We have the same verse here four times. God gave us one more. Amen? The just shall live by their faith. That's how important faith is. Amen? Jesus said in Matthew 9.29, if you want to turn there, to the two blind men. Clarissa pointed out the other day, it was two blind men who came to see him, not just one. It says they. Matthew 9.29 says, Jesus speaks to them after them seeking them to restore his, their sight. He says to them, Be it done to you according to what? According to your faith. We see blind eyes open according to whose faith? Not Jesus's. It said he couldn't do one single miracle in his own hometown because they despised him. They just saw him as a, as a son who grew up there. They cannot do one single... He, the Son of God, could not... It says the Bible could not do one single miracle there. That's a lack of faith because of their doubt and unbelief. So Jesus' faith didn't heal these men. Their faith did. Amen? Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, said to them, Be it done unto you according to your faith. If you need healing in your body, it's going to be done to you according to your faith, not mine, not God's, but according to yours. Amen? God's faith that's in you, we could say. Say, I'm big in faith. Say, I'm strong in faith. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word. See, the more word you hear, the bigger and better you'll be in faith. Amen? You'll start expecting big things. Amen? Not just settling for less. Expect big things. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And Jesus, if he said it to these men, he says it to all men, be it done to you according to your faith. See, you're responsible, amen? You're responsible to reach out your arm of faith and receive it, amen? If you need healing in your body and there's a prayer minister praying for you, expect to receive when he lays hands on you, amen? You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'm in faith. God's obviously in faith. He's the God of faith. But you need to be in faith for it to work. And I can tell when healing goes into someone's body and when it's blocked off. They're not in faith. They're not ready to receive it. But when an open vessel comes and they're needy and they're desperate, sometimes it takes that desperation. But when they're desperate, I can tell the power of God goes in. Sometimes my hands start shaking uncontrollably. And I say, the power of God's right there. Just receive it. And when they say they receive it or when they is just spiritually inside, they receive it and just make a commitment of the heart. I receive it. It stops shaking and the power goes in. I feel it leave my hand. That's the power of God. Amen. Amen. But it takes faith. It takes faith on the recipient's part to be received. Amen? And then it takes faith, the Word of God, to keep that healing. Amen? There's been so many people prayed for during evangelistic crusades who've lost their healing by a move of the Holy Spirit. But it takes the Word of God to keep their healing. Because the just shall live by their faith, not by miracles, signs, and wonders. You may get healed by a miracle and a sign and wonder or a gift of the Holy Ghost, a gift of healing. But to keep it, you need the Word of faith to keep your healing. Amen? Keep it forever. I've kept my healing since I was healed. Amen? Through the Word of God. Amen? 2008. Praise God forevermore. Healed from a chronic condition. Kept my healing ever since. Through the Word. Amen? Someone laid hands on me and prayed for me and I received my healing. And then the Word of God, I kept my healing. I controlled my tongue after that. 
the Lord showed me, but it has to become a personal revelation to you for it to work for you. You can't live on someone else's breath. You can't live on someone else's revelation. It has to be personal, made personal to you for you to live by it. Amen? So he said, life and death are in the hand of the tongue in Proverbs 18, 21. And that, that was a revelation to me. And that changed my life forever. I vowed never again, no matter how my body feels, to ever speak death over myself again. And that's what's kept me healed all these years. I'll never speak the condition no matter how bad it hurts. Because I know they're just lying vanities now, according to Jonah 2.4. Amen? Once you overcome a big obstacle and you receive something from God, it'll be easy for you from now on, from here on out. Amen? It's easy for me to receive healing if something's bothering me now. Because it was such a big healing I received healing from. Amen? If you can believe God for $4,800 to pay a mechanic bill, hey, go up from there. Amen? Start believing for more. Amen? If you can believe in $10 to buy formula for one of your kids like we did, that's where we started. It'll go up from there. Amen? If you can believe for a condo share, then you can believe for a house after that. Amen? If you can believe to pay a rent in a bedroom in a house, sure that you can own the house after that. You just keep on going. Amen? The Lord increases you more and more. He takes you from faith to faith. And it's uncomfortable sometimes when he stretches your faith. He'll put you in circumstances and places where your faith will be stretched. Sometimes it takes you being fed up to move them. Because sometimes the flesh is sluggish. Anyone relate with that? (laughs) Sometimes it takes a shove from the Lord. Get out! Get up! Let's move! He's taking us from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And sometimes it's uncomfortable on the flesh. But praise God, he never called us to live in comfort. He called us to live in faith. Amen. Say, the just shall live by faith. Say, I'm living by faith today. Say, I'll leave this service filled with more faith, built on more faith than when I came in with. Amen. Praise God. Because faith always comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 8 says. And let's turn there, Romans 10. Is someone getting something from this message? Yes, amen. What it means to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Every Christian should live by faith, that means. So faith is of utmost importance. Romans 10, 8. But what does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth. So the word should always be kept in your mouth. Amen? Not in your pocket and not under your bed, but in your mouth. Amen? Remember those big old Bibles family members used to have on podiums back in the day? The family Bible that was never opened? It shouldn't be there. It should be in your mouth, the Bible says. The word is near you. Yeah, it may be on your nightstand, but it should be in your mouth as well. In your mouth and in your heart. See, if it starts in your mouth or if it starts on your bedstand and then you say it and put it in your mouth, it'll then move to your heart. This is the procession of faith, amen? It moves into your heart. And as we see, faith operates from the heart, not the head. That is the word of faith. Here's Paul the Apostle calling the word the word of faith. It'll make such a big difference to you, your Bible, from now on once you get that. This is the word of faith now. It's living. It produces faith in which I live by. It's my sustenance. It's my daily bread. It's my strength. That's the word of God. The word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth, here's how faith works. This is how we got saved. This is how I got healed. This is how you'll get promoted. This is how you'll receive finances. 
This is how everything works on the earth. Through seed time and harvest. And everything works in the kingdom. Jesus said in Mark 4, if you get this principle, you got it. You got it. You'll know how the kingdom functions. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. See that? Faith in the heart. Confession with the lips. That's how faith functions. That God has raised him from the dead. See, that's how we got saved. You, had, you, did, you didn't just have to believe in Jesus. You had to believe that God raised him from the dead. And that's how you got born again. To recognize his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's the only way to get born again. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. That's the same formula of faith in every area of our lives. Healing, health, finances, it works the same way. If you believe in your heart and confess you with your lips, you shall be saved. That word saved in Greek is sozos. That means healing, health, restoration, the fullness and completeness of God in every single area. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That's not just heaven. That's heaven on earth. That's not just the sweet by and by. That's heaven on earth now. Amen? That's just when not when you die, you get promoted to gold streets. That should be now. We just read in Haggai, the gold is mine, saith the Lord, and it's on the earth. He placed the gold on the earth. Amen? So get with the Holy Ghost and ask, Lord, where's the gold? Show me where the gold is. It could be in your own backyard. You don't even know it. Amen? But the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. Say, what's the business you want me to start? Where's the gold at? Amen? Where's the wealth that you've laid up for me? Amen? It's in my heart somewhere. It's in here somewhere. You just need the word of life, the word of God to shine on it like a flashlight to show you where it is. Amen. Say the kingdom's in me. And everything you promised me. Amen. Amen. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the praises. Hallelujah. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you'll be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, heart and mouth are linked. They should be. Well, they are. You can talk to anyone for two minutes and know exactly where they are in their spiritual life. Amen? Because with a heart one believes and with the mouth they confess. If they've been watching the news media every day, I can locate them real fast. Because that's what's coming out of their heart through their lips. Amen? <laughs> you can locate some real fast by how they speak. With a heart one believes. That's in anything. If someone believes in Advil, now they're selling Advil as an Advil rip because they believe in it, they're going to talk it. You talk what you believe in, don't you? Amen? Amen? I know I do. My funnest conversations are when I get to talk to someone who believes like I do. Amen. What about you? Yes. Amen? Someone who agrees with you. Someone who's like-minded, who believes like you. Those are the people you want to take to lunch and hang around. Amen? Who you can freely talk out of the depths of your heart with. Those are called friends. And Proverbs says there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And a friend is born for adversity. There's someone out there you need to hang around. Amen? Who talks like you, walks like you. Amen? Amen. Connected. Like Jonathan and David. Amen? Amen. Soul buddies. Amen? Because we're a soul man. <laughs> soul man. He knows the artist. Anyone, anyone know the artist? Anyone know the artist? All right. Moving on. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Again, sozo. In any area you need to be saved from. If you're in prison, prison, confession will be made unto your release. Salvation. Release. In any area of your life. 
confession is made unto salvation. Get that in your heart. Confession is made unto salvation. And go with me to Mark eleven twenty-two. Yeah, we'll stop there. Real quick, Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There it is. And Mark eleven twenty two. I love the gospel of Mark. It's just concise and it's power packed. Mark. Mark. Mark eleven twenty says, Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. That's the one Jesus talked to, remember? And spoke to and cursed with his lips. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. he was acting on that. Life and death are in the, pa- the power, or literally the hand of the tongue. And those who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So he cursed that fig tree from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, teacher, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. See, many of you have been cursing your own finances and your own bodies. And no wonder they're drying up. You've got to control your tongue. And you've got to start blessing those areas of your life if you want them to flourish. You can't speak evil and get good. And you can't speak good and get evil. Jesus said, out of, Jesus said that. Two streams don't flow as one. You can't get good fruit from a bad tree. And you can't get bad fruit from a good tree. So you have what you say and you need to guard your tongue to keep your path perfect. Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, his disciples, all that were around, have faith in God. And literally, that verse right there means have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. And this, he goes on in verse 23, is how the God kind of faith works. And he says to his disciples, say I'm his disciple, say this letter's to me too. So this is how faith functions. Again, the title of this message is what it means to live by faith. And this is how we live by faith. He said, have the God kind of faith. And here's how it works. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, or whatever your obstacle, circumstance, challenge, tribulation, test, or trial that's in front of you and holding back from what you're supposed to be doing, or what you know you're supposed to have. Whoever says to this mountain or hindrance, be removed, be cast into the sea, or as Jesus is told to Peter when Satan came upon him, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> or get behind me, mountain. You're no longer in my future. Amen. Don't live tomorrow from today's troubles. Jesus said, sufficient for the day is the evil therein. And you only need faith for today. Say, faith is now. Faith is now. Amen. There it is. See, your words are getting more and more and more powerful. I heard the anointing on those words just now. That's when your words will be successful and come to pass. The fig tree dried up overnight. That's how Jesus, how much Jesus was seeped in the word of God and had so much uh, authority was the faith that was in him. That fig tree dried up overnight. His words worked that fast. And the more faith and the more you believe and exercise it, your words will work faster and faster and faster as well. It's just how faith works. God said, light be. What? Light was. Amen. That's our Father. 
Amen. We control what we say because we have what we say. Whoever says to this hindrance or obstacle, get, be removed, get behind me, and does not doubt in his heart, not his head, doubts will come to your head. The devils, those fiery darts Ephesians talks about, are often doubts and fears and unbeliefs. And they'll throw them at your head. That's why you have to have the helmet of salvation on. The armor of God. So those darts can't penetrate your mind and your, and your thinking. That's why it says take every thought captive and cast down every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So, Satan exalts himself as a big angel when really he's like a miniature shrunken Yoda. Small. Angelic hosts are over 10 feet tall. I've seen them. Satan's a shriveled being who exalts himself as an angel of light, Paul says. As big and beautiful. That's what he did in heaven. That's what got him kicked out. Pride. He'll use pride to take you down too if you're not careful. That's why we just give all the credit and glory to God as the harvest keeps coming in. As he increases us more and more and promotes us. Amen? God's in charge. Amen? His faith, his body, his spirit, his mind. We're living here by grace. Amen? It's all from him. Praise God. We wouldn't have a single breath if it wasn't for him. Amen? But the more credit you give him, the more he'll give you things to give him credit for. Amen? He's faithful and he's just and he's the creator of the universe. Jesus says, be removed, be cast in the sea and does not doubt in your heart. Say, devil, get away from my head. I have faith in my heart. Just don't take those thoughts captive at the door and don't meditate them, don't speak them and don't get them in your heart. You plant things in your heart through your words. Whatever you don't want in your heart, do not say. Whatever you do want in your heart, say. Say that. Say, I'm loving every day. Say, I'm kind. I'm compassionate. I care for my wife and family. Say those things every day. Say what you want, not what you don't want. That's how simple this life of faith is. Just say what you want, not what you don't want. Sometimes that can be hard, I know. I've been under physical pressure and financial. Sometimes it's rough. Just don't speak it. It'll get in your heart and it'll change your life. Because out of the abundance of a heart, the mouth speaks and you live by faith, whatever you believe in. But believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he thinks. Nope, whatever he says. You won't have what you think unless you say it. A blueprint, an imagination is a great gift from God. Walt Disney did that, proved that. A lot of the greats have done that. Composers, imaginations, they're just, their imaginations are wonderful. God, that's from God, that's the soul realm of man. Part of the mind, will, and the emotions. God gave you your imagination. But you're supposed to use it for him. And those thoughts will die unborn unless they're ever spoken. Yeah, that's a great construction plan, but is it written on paper? Have you spoken it out yet? Have you written the vision and then confessed it? Because if you haven't written it, that's the first problem. And then the second is you haven't confessed what you've written. So there's no vision coming to pass. So you have to write the vision, Habakkuk 2.4 says, so that they may run who read it, who read it, or who say it. See, your words will always preface your actions. I've said this so many times. If I say I'm going to the store, I go to the store. Amen. Your body lines up with your words. Yeah. It shouldn't be the other way around. Your words control everything. They're like a bit, says, that you put in horse's mouth. 
James says. It controls their whole body. That's how powerful your tongue is. It's controlling where you're headed right now. And David said, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer that charts the entire course of my history, my destiny. Our destinies are written by our words, not by the words of the media, not by the words of somebody else. Your life will always be written by your tongue and no one else's. So guard what you say with your entire life. Because you're having right now what you've been saying. And you'll have tomorrow what you say today. And the next day. And the next day. The sower sows the word. You're planting seeds. Amen? Words are key containers that carry whatever you put in them. Amen? Words of fear will destroy you. Words of faith will increase you. Amen, amen, amen. Say amen, someone. Hallelujah. Let it be done unto you according to your faith. You do not doubt in your heart, but believe in your words. You have to believe your words are coming to pass. Amen. You need to build faith in your words. Yes. But believe that those things you say will be done. You'll have whatever you say, Jesus says. And this is how faith works. Amen. Jesus was a faith preacher. And go with me to 2 Corinthians and we'll wrap up here. 2 Corinthians, thank you for your patience. Isn't the word rich? See, the word is working on your behalf right now. The Lord's given me things to say, the Holy Spirit, each week, a new confession. He'll just impress it on your spirit as you spend time with him. And in the word, he'll give you something new to say. This week, is, it was, I'm waxing great. <laughs> Never really even meditated that verse. But it came, I found it in, in, in Genesis, and it said, Isaac waxed great in the land. That's what the Holy Spirit gave me to say. I'm waxing great. I'm waxing great today. Thank you very much. How are you doing, Eli? I'm waxing great. (laughs) People think you're nuts when you speak the word. Amen? Just keep speaking the word. Amen? And you'll show them who's nuts. Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. Don't stop saying what you've been saying, what the word says. Amen? Don't stop saying what you want. Amen. And 2 Corinthians 4.18. I hope someone is getting something from this message. I believe it will change your life. Amen? Every Christian, it says, should live by faith. Shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians 4.18. Let's just start in 4.16 right here. Therefore, do not lose heart. Nah. That's a word to someone today. Do not give up. Do not lose heart. Your faith confession is coming to pass if you stay with it. Amen. Do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, say light affliction. The Bible says whatever problem, whatever test, whatever trial, whatever affliction you have is light in comparison to eternity and to the glory that's found within you. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, say moment, subject to change, it's, it's, it's under time constraints, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen. How many of us really do that? While we do not look at the things which are seen. I'm not moved by the stock market. I'm not moved by the bank balance. I'm not moved by how my body looks in the mirror. I'm not moved by negative things that I see. Amen. I've already been confessing, hair line up, you will not be gray. Amen. And now I have my daughters laying hands on me. Your hair is so brown. <laughs> I've trained them to speak it. Lily comes up, your hair, your beard is so brown. 
They're already saying that. Why? Because it's what I want. And God gives us the desires of our heart. Amen? Amen. My beard will be brown. Forever. Amen? Amen. Just keep speaking it. Amen? Amen. I used to do that with my weight when my weight was way down to 150. I used to say I'm 210 pounds of lean muscle mass. I'm 210 pounds of lean muscle mass and my body cooperated. And it got in line finally. Amen? Because my tongue controls it. And your tongue controls your body too. And I got there. Amen? By the words of my mouth, I got there. Amen? So it has to start in your heart and come out of your mouth for it to work. It's working for you an exceeding weight of glory which far outweighs them all. Verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen. Praying in the Spirit will help you with that. It will help you keep you in the things which are real. Not the temporary things which are seen. We do not look or we do not set our attention, our gaze and our heart on the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. Another translation says, subject to change. See that fig tree Jesus cursed was subject to change. Everything you don't like in your life is subject to change. Everything we see around us is subject to change. Amen? How do we change it? By believing in our heart and confessing with our lips. That's how we change what is seen. Amen? And you'll see it in the eye of faith first, what you want. So just keep speaking what you want, not what you see, not what you have. Amen? Keep going. Keep doing it. It hasn't changed yet. Don't lose heart. He encourages, don't give up. Keep sowing the seeds. Amen? A lot of seeds will reap you a harvest. It'll get you a harvest. Amen? Praise God forevermore. Say, I walk by faith faith. and not by sight. And we're wrapping up here, chapter 5, for we know that if our earthly house, this tent, Paul was a tent maker, I find that funny. He called his temple, our body, he's a tent. And he was a tent maker. He had a side business, amen? And scholars say that people came and touched his apron, which he worked in and made tents with, and got healed while he was on the job, amen? And God's not a respecter of persons, amen? People should get healed while you're on the job, amen? Praise God forevermore. Our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent, the body, groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality, the flesh, may be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. For we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. He's in heaven. Amen? For we walk by faith, not by sight. Well, don't you? We do. We're looking forward to heaven, which we've never seen. We walk by faith, not by sight. We've never met face to face our Lord and Savior. We have never seen Him. Yet we know Him. And we are known of Him. We believe completely, don't you? You don't question your salvation, do you? I've never questioned if I'm saved since I was a Christian my whole life. Ever. Not once. It's just in you. Amen? The Bible says, We walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, we are confident. So say that with me. 
I walk by faith and not by sight. Say, everything I see is subject to change. And authority, life, and death has been delegated to me through my tongue. Say, I have what I say. So I will keep saying what I want. And I will see things change. Say, my words bring things to pass. My words are powerful. The more you believe in your words, the more they'll come to pass. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If anyone would like prayer, just come on up and we'll pray together and agree with you. Lord, we bless you. Let's all stand, shall we? Father, we glorify your name. Thank you for another day of paradise in the kingdom. This world shall fade away, but your word never will. You never change. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word remains forever. So we focus on your word, those things which are unseen, and bring them to pass. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just give him some praises. He inhabits the praises of his people. Praise will bring the Lord in on any scene. No matter how dark it seems, praise will bring the Lord in on any scene. Things are going good. Praise will bring the Lord in on every scene. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. We praise you in the dark. We praise you in the light. Praise you in the morning. Praise you at night. Praise you on the hilltop. Praise you on the housetop. Praise you, Lord, in every dwelling that you've given us to inhabit. Every place you've called us. We're carriers of the light in a dark land. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. Say the light's in me, his saint, and shines bright for me to see, for all to see. Say I'm a weapon of heaven, <laughs> a saint upon this earth, sent one. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving amongst our midst. Touch anyone online. Touch anyone here who needs a healing touch this morning. Not by power and might, but by your spirit. Saith the Lord. I demand a decree healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Just stretch up. Stretch up your arms. Say, body, you're well. Body, you're healed. Say, I'm healthy. I'm whole. I'm strong. I can do all things through Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing that lives in me. Say, power comes from the inside out today. Body, I call you well. You can do great things. You can run forever. I shall never grow weary. I shall walk. And never grow faint. Say, I'm strong in him. 
And he lives in me. Body get in line. Job get in line. There it is. Promotion get in line. I call you into place. Now. Come on, release your words of faith in it. I call you into place. Now. Say new doors. New doors of opportunity are opening to me today. Say, I receive them. And Lord, I'll walk through them as you see fit. Lord, close every door that's not of you and open every door that is. And I will be faithful to follow and walk through. Amen. That's it. Well, I expect testimonies. Amen. <laughs> Please share your testimony next week. It's going to happen fast. Amen. Amen. Believe it. Amen. Amen. You just received it. Yes. All right. Testimonies next week. Be prepared. All right. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Thanks for coming. Happy Saturday. Amen. Yeah.